The FF Live Podcast, presented by Fantasy Football Live. Welcome to episode number four of the FF Live Podcast presented by Fantasy Football Live. Today is Monday, July 23rd. I'm Ben Schrager. I'm here with Jeff Lorenz. Jeff, we have our expert league draft this week. How are you feeling about it? I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited. We got training camp starting. All I need is some hard knocks, and now it's going to really start feeling like football season. Yeah, football is back. I think we're going to have a good episode today. We're going to try something a little different. We're going to start off with the mailbag, then have a late-round quarterbacks draft, highlight the best late-round quarterbacks, Finish off with the Fantasy Draft Pet Peeves segment with our special guest, Head of Data Analytics for FF Live, Eric Olaya. Fantasy Mailbag. First segment is the mailbag. People sent us questions at FFootballLive on Twitter. First question came from Michael Dumas. Which Lions running back is worth drafting? Carrion Johnson or LeGarrette Blunt? So the Lions backfield looks really crowded. But I think the simple answer here is Carrion Johnson, the rookie out of Auburn. LeGarrette Blunt is 31 years old, and I think he's really past his prime and really got to serve more of a complimentary goal lineback sort of role here. So Carrion has the upside, and he's the one you're going to want to draft. Yeah, and these guys, they're both being drafted outside the top 30. Carrion's price is running back 33. Blunt's price is running back 43. I think Blunt should not be drafted at all. I, I don't know. Do you agree with that? I would draft him just because of his touchdown production that he's probably going to have, but I'd probably want to stay away from him as well. I agree. And, and carry on, like you said, he's, he's the most upside in this offense. He had 20 touchdowns as a junior in an SEC offense. He's a potential three-down back. I think he's being drafted too close to Blunt for it to even be a conversation. I agree. Next question comes from D. Reed. I don't like drafting in the top five because of the distance between the first round and the second round pick. How do you feel about trading down? So if you have a top five pick, I would stick with it because you really can't go wrong. And after the top five, there's definitely a drop off in the talent. The top five is that top tier of guys, you know, where you have your Le'Veon, Gurley, David Johnson, Zeke, Antonio Brown. So I would really want to stay in the top five and not trade back if I were you. And addressing the part about trading back in general I don't mind it at all. I think the key, if you're going to be trading back, load up on top five round picks in the trade. If you trade back, say, from a top three pick to the end of the first round, make sure you're getting some value back. Make sure you're getting a three and a four. Maybe give them like a late round, a ninth pick, ninth round pick maybe. But I think I'm not opposed to trading down. But like, like you said, Jeff, I think the top five this year is loaded. Right. Our third question, and this is going to be a fun one. It's from Edwin Miller. It's probably the debate of the summer. Which running back should I pick first overall? I know Jeff and I will, will probably disagree here, but what do you think, Jeff? So I'm going to go with Gurley for the main reason of I had him last year and he won me a championship. So I think a lot of people will say He's that. got that special place in my heart. He put up 25 and then two 40-plus weeks, so he pretty much wrapped up the championship by himself. I mean, Le'Veon's still great, but the reason I don't want him as much is just because of the relationship with the Steelers and how that's kind of gone sour. So Gurley's my guy. I, I agree that Gurley was a stud last year, obviously the best player in fantasy. I'm going to take Le'Veon here, and for a couple of reasons. He's been the most consistent guy. You know Gurley had a pretty bad 2016 season. Le'Veon, since entering the league, has had a 
second fantasy season, first place, second place, first place, ninth place in running back rankings. He's never been outside the top 10. He's averages 22 fantasy points per game. He's, he's a stud. Yeah, my only concern with Le'Veon, if if there is to be one, would be his ACL injury he had a couple years back and also his year-long suspension uh, for violating the substance abuse policy. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a risk. But I, I think a lot of people also say the holdout he's having is, is a risk too. But I compare the holdout to the holdout from last year. Right. And last year he obviously had a great season. And my concern with Gurley is that he was really, really efficient in the red zone and had so many touchdowns. And over the past 10 years, there's been 17 other running backs who've had 15 total touchdowns in a season, and none of them had had 15 in the following year. So I, I think Gurley's bound for a touchdown regression, but you don't think either one's a bad no, Regardless, you can't really go wrong here. Late round quarterback draft. It's time for our late round quarterback draft. We're going to do a draft style just like last week with the wide receivers. And Jeff, you've harped on this many times. If you don't get Rodgers early, wait on a quarterback. And I completely agree. In the draft, we'll both get three picks. We each have our list of our favorite late round guys. We'll have a little draft. These guys, to qualify for late round, they have to be drafted in the ninth round or later in terms of ADP. And this is outside the top 10 quarterbacks. Yeah, so we'll go over the draft. We'll go over our lineups at the end. And then you can vote on Twitter just like last week. And just to let everybody know, I won the late-round wide receiver draft, so Ben has some catching up to do here. You did, but I think I'll, I'll get you on this one. I won our draft last week, so Ben, I'll let you go first. Who are you taking with your first pick? I'm taking a fan favorite, a guy who's been hyped up all offseason, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's being drafted as the 10th quarterback. He's being picked in the ninth round of drafts. I think this is a steal for him. He was really, really good last year in a small sample size. He was used a lot. He averaged over 35 pass attempts in every single game last year, which was fifth in the NFL. This bodes well for people who think the Niners will do well because they won all of those games, so I think there's going to be some similarities there. He got McKinnon in the offseason. He's got Garcon back. So I like Garopp too, and I think it was a good pick, but at the same time, there are some concerns. He has that small sample size. He only has 2,000 career yards, and people – honestly are treating him like he's Tom Brady. Last season in his five games that he played, he threw five interceptions, which is an elevated number of interceptions for a guy as highly touted as he is. However, although he's unproven, he's in that Shanahan offense. He's got some weapons around him. I think he's going to be good, but his expectations are so high that I would temper them. Yeah, I think you mentioned the Shanahan offense. Shanahan's been a quarterback genius, especially in terms of fantasy. Matt Schaub did really well with Shanahan. RG3 did really well. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan. You look at the numbers with Schaub, he had averaged over 17 fantasy points with Shanahan and 13 fantasy points without him. And without Shanahan, he was a pick-six machine. Pick-six machine. You wouldn't even think about having him in a fantasy. RG3 was a stud with him. Matt Ryan averaged over 18 points with him, 16 points without I think Shanahan's a quarterback genius. I think Garoppolo is going to be fantastic. You mentioned the small sample size and how he had the five interceptions. I look at that, and he only had seven touchdowns. I think the touchdowns are bound to go up. Yeah, I agree. And he's never lost, so we can't put that against him. Like we said, uh, he's unproven, but at his current price point, he's a steal. He's definitely a steal, and I think you got to take Garoppolo first in this. Good pick. So with my first pick, I'm taking... Andrew Luck, I'm really surprised you didn't take him with your first pick. He's currently has an ADP of 
quarterback 11 and 97th overall off of boards. Yes, it's been 18 months since he threw a pass in an NFL game, but people forget that the last time he did, he had over 4,200 yards. It's been a while, though. 31 touchdowns. Yeah, and he was a top-five quarterback. Yes, it's been a while, but now he's got Frank Reich, the former Eagles offensive coordinator, who made Nick Foles look like a Super Bowl MVP. I just think this is a no-brainer. And the icing on the cake here is that the GM mentioned that he's a full go for training camp and there's no limitations on him. Now, this is the same GM who said last year he was good to go. So I, I take that with a grain of salt. But True. I do love the pick. I was thinking about taking him first overall. He's a fantasy stud and he's being drafted really low. I think as the summer goes on, as more videos come out about him, I think he'll move up on draft boards. Yeah. But he, he's a stud and, and you can't deny that. Not at all. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to take luck. Uh, at his current price point, but I'd really be surprised if he ends up getting drafted here. Yeah, I, I doubt it. And but there are some things that'll hold him back. I mean, he doesn't have a sure-handed receiver like he had Reggie Wayne before. I mean, T.Y. Hilton's T.Y. good, but like Chester Rogers is his number two. Ryan Grant outside like, outside of T.Y. Correct. Right. And and, and he he does throw a lot of interceptions, but in fantasy, interceptions aren't the end of the world. Yeah, and, and he counters those interceptions with. What people don't realize is a really good rushing quarterback. He had a ton of rushing touchdowns in the red, from the red zone in the past couple of years that he played. I think Luck, if he's healthy, is definitely a top-five quarterback. I think right now it's a little too early to say if he's healthy, but if you're drafting at yeah. the end of August, he'll, would he go top-five or six quarterbacks? He could potentially. And So like we said, if he's full go, I like him as a top-five guy this year. So with the number two pick, I'm going to take Pat Mahomes, quarterback from the Chiefs. He's kind of a mystery because he's never really had a season. He played one game last year, a pretty meaningless game. He's being drafted as the 14th quarterback, but I think he's going to be amazing. I think Alex Smith was a stud last year. He was the number two fantasy quarterback. And Mahomes gets this offense that Alex Smith had plus Sammy Watkins. Alex Smith was by far the best he's ever been last year. Mahomes is pretty much what scouts are saying three times as good as Alex Smith. But now he gets this offense that Alex Smith was able to be a top two quarterback in. I think Mahomes is going to be a stud. Yeah, so you took Garoppolo, and now you're going with yet another unproven quarterback, which in a, in this draft, I, you know, I don't really see the logic behind that. Uh, he's basically a rookie quarterback, and the last rookie quarterback to be somewhat relevant was RG3. And so like you look at Wentz and Goff and guys who are really good quarterbacks, but in their rookie year, they weren't fantasy relevant whatsoever. Yes, Mahomes is in a great offense, so he could be decent. And at his price point, sure, maybe take a flyer on him. But overall, I could see some of this Mahomes to Watkins and Tyreek Hill deep ball connection. So it's definitely worth a late round pick. Yeah, I think, like you said, Mahomes is pretty much a rookie. But at the same time, this offense is better than the offense RG3 had as a rookie, Jared Goff had as a rookie, Wentz had as a rookie. I think this offense is really, really fit to what Mahomes does best, throw the deep ball. I mean, Tyreek Hill was the number two deep ball catcher last year in the NFL. Kelsey was the number one deep ball tight end last year. Watkins is known to catch the deep ball really well. I'd compare him to almost a Deshaun Watson. People always think about this guy's big arm, but he can run too. So I'm a big fan of quarterbacks that have – the right coaching around them. So I, I took luck with my first pick with Frank Reich. Now I'm going to go with Jared Goff, uh. the product of Sean McVay out there in Los Angeles. He's going off boards as the 17th quarterback at a draft spot of 115 overall. 
And so he's really been less talked about than Wentz, but he had some really amazing numbers last year, a 4-1 to TD to INT ratio last season, and the addition of Cooks to an already strong wide receiving core with Cup and Woods. I really like Goff this year. See, I, I'm, I'm not with you here. I'm, I'm completely against Goff this year. And my reason is that he was so good last year, but not because of how good he was, but because of how good the system was. And yes, he has the same system, but I think the mystery of Sean McVay is no longer. The film is out on him. And Goff was ridiculously efficient last year, and it's really tough to replicate efficiency. This guy had the fourth most passes in the red zone and the fourth best touchdown rate. He had the fourth, uh, second best yards per pass attempt, and he still wasn't a top 10 quarterback last year. So he the best season of his career Right. Short career. Yeah, it was only his second year. I just think that he's going to continue to improve in year three, and he's in the system to do it. And like you said, the film's out, but even with that, he's got so many weapons around them that you can't stop everybody. So I like I like Goff this year. He does have a lot of weapons, and the system's good. I think the Rams as a team are going to be really good this year, and I think Goff will elevate, and the system will elevate even Brandon Cooks, even though some people disagree with that. I think Gurley's going to be good this year. I just don't see Goff as a top fantasy option because he had such a good year last year and people were saying how great it was, but he wasn't even a top 10 fantasy quarterback. I think you just can't pick Goff as your quarterback in fantasy and be confident with it. I'm not saying he's going to be top five, but I think he has the upside to be top 10 and probably a lock for another top 12 season. And, and you like him at his price, obviously. At his price, I'll take him, yeah. So with my final pick in the draft, I'm going to take the... Most consistent quarterback I could think of in the late rounds, Matt Ryan. He's going as the quarterback 11, and he's really not going to give you top five upside, but he's going to give you consistent week-to-week production. And I think compared to my other two that I picked, Mahomes and Garoppolo, Matt Ryan's the most consistent, most reliable guy. And I think you can pair Matt Ryan with a really high upside guy like Mahomes or maybe even a Derek Carr in the late rounds. And you'll have two quarterbacks to work with. But I think Matt Ryan is a really good, consistent pick. I think Matt Ryan had that outlier MVP season in 2016. We don't think he's going to get to that production level. But he's a guy that's had 4,000 yards every year since 2010. So you know what you're getting out of him. And they just added Calvin Ridley to the offense. We could see a touchdown spike for Matt Ryan. So he's still a valuable pick and probably could finish in the top 10. He could. And like you said, they added Ridley. And one of my all-time favorite players, Roddy White, we've played in a fantasy football league with Roddy White, and Calvin Ridley looks pretty much just like Roddy White. They're both six foot one at the 40-yard dash at the combine. They both ran about a 4-4-5, and they were drafted in the same round of the NFL draft. First round, Roddy was a 27th overall pick, Ridley 26. There's a lot of parallels with these two guys, and Matt Ryan was a top 15 option in almost all of Roddy White's seasons there. And Roddy White was like a top 10 option. Exactly. So we're not saying Ridley's going to be a stud, but I think the addition of Ridley, in addition to Julio Jones and a Mohamed Sanu, is going to help Brian. And good pass-catching backs as well. And exactly. Tevin Coleman and Devonta Freeman. And you said that 2016 was an outlier, the MVP season. Maybe it was, but I think 2017, last year, was an outlier. His 18 fantasy points per game was the worst he's had since 2009. And he hasn't had only 20 passing touchdowns since his rookie season. That's the only time he's been that low. And people are thinking his 2017 season was so bad because he was being drafted as the quarterback four overall. He still ended up as the quarterback 15. So Matt Ryan, if you think he had a bust season last year, 
you can draft him this year as the 11th quarterback and, and really be satisfied with your results. So you just took Matt Ryan, a model of consistency. So I'm going to follow you with my final pick with another model of consistency. That is Phillip Rivers. I love it. He's going as the 12th quarterback off boards at an overall pick of 100. And like I said with Ryan with the 4,000-yard mark, Rivers has had 4,000 yards in nine of the last 10 seasons and every year since 2012. So another guy that you know what you're getting out of. And he's got really good weapons around him. Keenan Allen, as long as he can stay healthy. And Mike Williams is a guy who could break out this year. And Tyrell Williams, too. Exactly. So he's great at spreading the ball around, and he throws the ball a lot every game. He does. And even even in times when they're up by a lot, the Chargers are not afraid to keep throwing the ball. And that's that's really to the benefit of fantasy football owners. Yeah, that's a pass-first offense. Really not much else to say here about Rivers other than you know what you're getting. He's a lock for the top 12. Yeah, just to add to that, I mean, the only – non-quarterback one season he's had in the past five years was 2016 when Keenan Allen was out for the year he's got a healthy Keenan Allen he's got these weapons around him Melvin Gordon can catch passes too that's going to help Rivers value and when's the last time you think Philip Rivers has missed a start uh he's been Mr. Reliable he him and Eli Manning have been Iron Men I I honestly don't know if he I mean the answer to that is never yeah okay he's played 12 seasons never missed a start in those 12 seasons, he's been a quarterback one nine out of 12 times. You, you talk about late-round picks for us. You think you want to get an upside guy, but there's a lot of benefits to getting a guy like a Ryan or a Rivers. With really high floors. High floors. You know with the quarterback position, you're probably getting 20 points a week, and then you can focus on your other positions to be your upside positions, your, your wide receivers, your running backs. Agreed. All right, so that does it. That was our late-round quarterback draft. Ben's team, if you forgot, Garoppolo, Mahomes, and Ryan, and mine, Jeff's, Luck, Goff, and Rivers. So you can let us know on Twitter and Instagram who you thought had the better team. And I'm going to say you got to vote for me here. Jimmy Garoppolo, Pat Mahomes, huge upside guys. They could both be top five quarterbacks, and Matt Ryan is going to be a high floor guy. I think you cannot go wrong with these three guys. I thought you went with guys that were a little unproven, so that's why I think you should vote for me, Luck. And Rivers, you definitely know what you're getting. And Goff was the guy I took for the high upside. Draft Pet Peeves. Now it's time to welcome on a special guest, one of the most valuable assets to the FF Live team, our head of data analytics, Eric Olaya. Eric, welcome. Thanks for having me on, Ben and Jeff. I'm really excited to be a part of the podcast for the first time. Yeah, we're glad to have you on for the first time. Why don't you give our listeners a little background of what you do for FFL and why we love you so much? Well, I've been part of an FFL for the past five years now, and for those five years, I've been very active in writing articles. Some really good ones. Thanks. You can find our articles on our website, and I've been also been active in providing data, statistics for our podcasters here, as well as other articles that we write. Yeah, so you may not get the credit that you deserve for the podcast because we don't talk about it a lot, but you and Sean Greener do all the background research, for the, the very good statistics that we have, so Jeff and I can debate the best players. And I think you're really valuable because you tend to find statistics and little tidbits that you can't really find anywhere else. Yeah, so, I mean, Eric, you're a statistics mathematics major at WashU in St. Louis. You're, you're what we need in FF Live. You're what keeps the train rolling. Let's talk about draft day pet peeves. The segment basically is going to be what everyone in their drafts gets annoyed with. These draft day pet peeves are universal around around the world. Eric, you can start us off with your number one pet peeve during a fantasy football draft. 
One of my biggest pet peeves during fantasy drafts, well, I guess this specifically refers to a live draft as opposed to online, is someone drafting a player who's already been drafted. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, this has happened to me in plenty of leagues I've been involved in where someone in the room is just not really paying attention and the clock is winding down on their draft pick and they freak out and try to draft some player and then it causes a whole commotion just because everyone's it's 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 a riot yeah. you know it's yeah, a riot. the boo birds come out it's it's not pretty i mean and then they have to take f- time to find another pick yeah and they, they want the draft clock reset it's it's just a mess i, I agree 100 percent. jeff jeff what's your biggest draft day pet peeve all right so my pet peeve it, it, it actually is to the advantage of myself but it's something that really bothers me when someone will take a running back just for the sake of taking a running back when there's wide receivers on the board that are much better. It's just it's so annoying just because people are like, oh, running backs are so thin. But if a wide receiver is that much better, I don't understand why people still do this. Is it, what would be, you think, the worst example of this from this season, this, this upcoming draft okay, class? Maybe someone taking a guy like Jordan Howard over A.J. Green or Julio. I agree, it's, because... I mean, running backs are great. Eric, I know you like running backs just as, just as much as any, as any of us, but wide receivers can be a big value. Who, who's your favorite wide receiver in fantasy, personally? Well, I mean, for me, my keeper in my past couple leagues have been, has been Odell Beckham. He's one of my favorite ones out there. I think he's in for a big year with uh, Pat Shermer and the new offense. But, I mean, like you were saying, like some of those guys, Devontae Adams, A.J. Green, these guys are still going to be studs next year, and you know they're going to produce. Jordan Howard, he may put up, like, average numbers, but, you know, it's nothing special. Yeah. And end point here is people need to stop taking wide receivers for granted. Yeah, just because running backs did so well last year doesn't mean it's going to happen this year. Three years ago, wide receivers were the talk of the town. So I think that's a, that's a good pet peeve, and I think in our Experts League draft this week, we're, we're going to be frustrated with that, but it'll be to our advantage, all three of us, Agreed. our advantage. All right, I'll finish off the segment with probably my most annoying thing that happens during fantasy drafts. It's when someone drafts a guy who's retired or who already got hurt in a late round, and, and they say, oh, my goodness, I can't believe this guy was available. I'm going to pick Adrian Peterson. Who's taking Hunter Henry this year? Exactly. Yeah. I, I think – there's honestly a pretty good chance that Hunter Henry gets drafted at the end, drafted at the end of drafts because people just have, oh my goodness, Hunter Henry is so good last you year. Right? Kind of you kind of forgot because the injury was so early. I think I think he honestly may be drafted, and that, it's just so annoying because you get someone acting cocky. They're like, oh, I can't believe this guy was available. I'm gonna pick Demarco Murray. Or who's taking a flyer on Chris Johnson this year? <laughs> yeah, look, and you know, training camp is just starting up. Right? There's going to be plenty of other players that go down with injury. And, you know, as these drafts keep rolling around, it's going to happen more and more frequently. Or I guess to fit in the same category, a guy who got traded from a really good situation to a bad one. And, and like a LeGarrette Blunt last year, like people were drafting LeGarrette Blunt in the fifth round and being like, oh, such a steal. And then you realize he's on the Eagles with four other in running backs. Committee, right. So that, that's our pet peeve segment. I, I think we had a really cool podcast today. I hope you guys learned a lot about the quarterback, the late-round quarterbacks. You got some mailbag questions answered. Eric, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'd be happy to come on again. If you guys have any other pet peeves, be sure to tweet them out to us or 
uh, comment them on our Instagram. We'd be happy to hear from you guys. And on Twitter and Instagram, I will post the rosters of quarterbacks that we drafted, and you guys will have to vote. I know Jeff won the vote last week, but be sure to cast your vote for your favorite roster of quarterbacks, and we'll see you next Monday. All right, see you next week.